Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Natural Man Podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or a diagnosis of any kind or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man Podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcome that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of the Natural Man Podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Natural Man Podcast. This is the Natural Man Podcast. All right, well, we are back for another episode. I'm really excited. Dr. Lauren Latanza is here once again from Natural Heart Doctor um, in Scottsdale. Lauren, it was great when you came on last time. Thanks for being here for another episode. You know, you shared your your patient-centered approach last time you were with us. A lot's happened since I last saw you. Like, you had a baby, right? Right. Wow. I did. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I feel like I'm I'm on the other side now. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. I mean, talk about the how you can be so amazed by the human body. Yeah. I mean, truly just an incredible incredible machine and childbirth is truly a testament. Yeah, that's to that. awesome. Well, congratulations. It's Thank it's, you. Thanks. Yeah, we got baby Otto. He's almost 3 months oh, old cool. now actually. Cool. Nice. It? Nice. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it was great when you were here last time and we, we got a good idea of um, your philosophy with medicine and your approach and, and the different things. And I know your clinic, you're with Dr. Wolfson and you guys specialize in cardiology from an integrative standpoint, which we've explored a lot on this podcast. And, um, you know, people really like listening to cardiology stuff, um, probably because there's just heart disease is so rampant. And conventional therapies sometimes don't bring the results that people want. So, like, talk about your approach to holistic cardiology. How do you approach heart disease? Right. Well, you know, it's such a topic of interest because it is the number one killer of men and women across the globe. And particularly in the United States. So, it's really a topic of interest because it's so detrimental um, to so many populations. And, you know, I really look at it from a, what is, we have to look at it from a perspective outside of just conventional wisdom. You know, you see a, you see a diagnosis and then here's your pill or procedure that you're destined to have. And that's why so many people wind up feeling so hopeless because if that doesn't align with how they want to go about their diagnosis, then that's really all that they're offered. So they are left feeling quite hopeless and that's where I come in. So people come in and they say, you know, I don't want to, I feel really lousy on a beta blocker. I was told to take a statin, but I've heard really bad things about statins. I was told that I had to have this ablation. 
and I don't really want to go under the, you know, and have an ablation. Well, there are other options. So uh, a holistic approach that we take is figuring out, okay, what is it that's actually causing problems for you? In a very broad sense, oxidative stress and inflammation are at the core of cardiovascular disease. So we really have to put on our detective hats and figure out, okay, what is it that's introducing this inflammation and or oxidative stress to your right. body. And inflammation is like rampant in our culture today. And I, I think it's oh, yeah. it's just a result of lifestyles. And I think we've talked about that in the past. But, um, you know, why do so many of us experience blockages of the arteries as we age? Like, is it inevitable for all of us? Do you have patients that are like in their 80s that have clear arteries or does that just go away as we age? Honestly, you know, there it's it's anywhere across the board and I will say that it's very much dependent on how you live your life. If you live an inflammatory lifestyle, if you don't eat well, live well and think well, then that's going to mean that you are more inflamed. You're going to have more damage to your arteries. And cholesterol, which we can get into more in depth, but cholesterol really takes a bad rap. It is your, your body's not going to produce something that's innately bad for you, right? It's not going to be produced by your liver just to go out and clog up your arteries. That's not the purpose of cholesterol. Every single cell in the body needs cholesterol, LDL, HDL, everything in between. So the, the, the core of artery blockage is that again, that inflammation of the arterial wall. So we're supposed to have this nice lining on the inside of the arterial wall that is kind of this non-stick coating. Right. As we age, if we're living a more toxic and inflammatory lifestyle, that non-stick coating really gets broken down and worn thin. So then things get allowed into that into that space between the muscle and the where the blood yeah. is flowing, right? So that inside the wall of the artery gets inflamed and then cholesterol goes in to kind of quell the inflammation sort of working as a band-aid, but then it gets blamed for the plaque, but it was really the inflammation oxidative stress that was creating the problem to begin with. So it's not inevitable. If we live a you know less, less inflammatory, less toxic lifestyle, we can really work to prevent the damage to that lining of the ar arterial wall called the endothelium. So the endothelial lining is that protective barrier that we are, should be working to protect. Also within the endothelial lining is what's called an exclusion zone. It's this wall of negatively charged ions that if we kind of get out of sync with things, then that wall of negatively charged ions breaks down and again, allows things to permeate that vessel, creating plaque. Um, and there's a number of ways that we can work to prevent the breakdown and then further improve that barrier system. Right, so if you adapt a you know, low inflammatory diet and lifestyle, that sounds like you can put that off or even avoid that issue. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's unfortunate, but true that there are a number of toxins just kind of in our world, in our diets, in our lifestyle, in our environments that we really have to work to avoid, but it is certainly possible. Yeah. Talk about saturated fat. It's been demonized and vilified for years now. Um, I used to be on that train. Um, I've backed off on that, and I, I know you're not. A, I know you're not yeah. on that vegan train either. Um, it's in. 
Absolutely Yeah, it's in not. animal fats like crazy. Um, it's in animal proteins. Mm -hmm. So is it bad for mm -hmm. us? Can we eat a lot of it? Is it ever problematic? We can eat a lot of it. We can certainly ingest a good amount of saturated fat. Saturated fats are have actually been shown to increase the size of LDL particles. So we don't want these small, dense LDL particles. Um, and increased saturated fat in the diets has been actually shown to increase the size of those. So it's actually beneficial for you to ingest saturated fats. Back in the 1950s, around 1955, that was when saturated fat got demonized, but then t what came in and took its place was more sugars and more carbohydrates yeah. in the diet. Um, so those are actually not essential in anybody's diet, but saturated fat, fats, good fatty acids are absolutely essential. So that's what you should be ingesting in lieu of sugars, processed sugars, carbohydrates as a whole. Um, saturated fat is what you should be eating with, cooking with, um, that's that's right. the good fat. And um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, the I lost my train of thought. That's embarrassing on a podcast. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the what you're saying lines up totally with my experience because when I did the vegan thing, um, I noticed my triglycerides went up, and I noticed my um, my LDL went up. And when I started to move away from that, my cholesterol numbers normalized. And, you know, I eat a lot of eggs and, you know, eggs are eggs have been so vilified. I only have a couple a week or whatever. I mean, I probably have a dozen a week in, in divided doses. Good. Yeah, they're nature's protein yeah. ball, right? And it right? doesn't it doesn't <laughs> seem to contribute to my cholesterol numbers. So, again, just one of those half truths out there, you know, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you probably noticed that when your triglycerides went up, your HDL yes. went down. So we actually see an inverse of what we want to happen. So keeping good saturated fats in there, you of course want to consider the sourcing of it, right? So you, I don't want you to go out and eat conventionally raised mm. beef, but if you're getting grass-fed, grass-finished beef, you're getting really a lot of anti-inflammatory components, good fats, um, and, and that's really what you want to do is consider the sourcing of the animal. And if it's an inflamed piece of tissue, then that's what's going to happen in our body yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. So quality of meat is is key. Um, and yeah. And, and again, another thing that you mentioned, and I'll just say that there's I've never heard of a carbohydrate deficiency. Right. Like, yeah, we don't happen. need to right. be eating the amount of carbs that I know they taste good. And, you know, they're just part of our diet. Mm -hmm. But. Um, you know, eating them in excess clearly doesn't seem beneficial from a health perspective, you know? Right. It, it's, it's not beneficial, particularly processed carbohydrates. I mean, there's nobody that would have any negative health effects by not eating bread or <laughs> yeah. pasta, right? Like, and I'm not telling people to stop eating fruit. Maybe the, if you have a blood sugar issue, you don't want to be drinking a you know, glass of orange juice every day or eating these tropical fruits that are really mm -hmm. high in fructose. But ultimately, you can ingest some fruits and you'll, you'll get all the carbohydrates that you would ever need. Um, honey, you know, if you are using sweeteners, using a natural, unprocessed sugar, um, because you're just, you're, you're right, you're not going to have any deficiencies right. in sugars yeah. ever in your life. So for the people out there that can't do dairy, um, there are a lot of people that seem to can't not be able to do dairy mm -hmm. when it comes to cooking. Um, 
they don't want to use butter because it gives them, you know, the, mm -hmm. the lactose intolerance and, and those different reactions. Are there any good oils that we can cook with as a substitute that are heart healthy? Absolutely. Yeah. So again, we want to consider unprocessed as much as possible. So I always suggest using like a avocado oil. Unfortunately, you really have to check the sourcing of that because many times if you take a deep dive into what's actually been put into the bottle, there is canola oil or some other seed oil in avocado oil. So you're looking for a 100% organic avocado oil. Um, you can do organic coconut oil, avocado oil. And then also back on the saturated fat front, using beef tallow, chicken schmaltz, you can use these animal fats, rendered animal fats um, to cook with as well. And those go up to really high temperatures, no problem. As well as, you know, there's ghee, which is clarified mm -hmm. butter, which is actually, even if a patient does have a difficult time digesting lactose, because it is a... a clarified yeah. butter there is very little if any of the actual lactose in there so it's really just the fat from right. the butter and we talked about sugar and obviously it promotes inflammation so do you see a difference in cholesterol numbers when people reduce their sugar intake oh absolutely so there was a, a recent study in that showed even just one can of soda so any sugar-filled beverage, so like 12 ounces of a sugar-filled beverage, was associated with significantly lower levels of HDL cholesterol and much higher levels of wow. triglycerides. So, and like doubles the risk of cardiovascular mortality in adults. So sugar is significantly associated with poor cardiovascular outcomes. Now, what about the hereditary aspect? We hear that a lot, that being thrown around. Um, you know, both my parents had heart disease. Is, is there a hereditary component to this? And if so, how does that play into our outcomes later in life? Yeah, you know, you, always goes back to genes, load the gun, and then your lifestyle pulls the trigger. So just because you're dealt some hand of genetic makeup does not mean that you will inevitably wind up like your grandfather, father, yeah. fill in the blank. So if you are genetically predisposed to diabetes or high blood pressure or you name it, yes, you are at a higher risk of having that. But if you make modified uh, lifestyle modifications, that does not mean that you are going to wind up with high blood pressure, diabetes, etc. So you kind of just have this in the back of your mind, hey, I, I better get ahead of the game. So you're really in the prevention game when it comes to your genetics. Um, and I think that really everybody should have that mindset because our our food system is truly yeah. against us. Yeah. The way that the American diet is set up is not in, in no. our favor, particularly when it comes to your cardiovascular system. So we are all in a prevention game, unless we've already had a diagnosis made, but we are all having to look out for our metabolic health. So if you are not looking out for it, you could easily wind up with pre-diabetes, diabetes, high blood pressure, just because of the foods that you consume or not drinking purified water or not paying attention to what you're breathing in on a daily basis. So we all have to kind of be on the lookout for the, the, the trigger, yeah. the, the lifestyle that will pull that genetic yeah. trigger. And you mentioned purified water. So that's another big debate among functional medicine docs. Mm -hmm. So they say spring water distilled, 
um, uh, reverse osmosis, what water do you think is optimal? You know, I think that as long as you're paying attention to the fact that it is purified, if you, I have a lot of patients that get water from a well. Well, have you tested mm -hmm. the well? Do you have heavy metals in that well water? Do you have any molds or bacteria in that well water that's not been identified? So I often send patients to uh, my tap score and you can get, if you're drinking spring water, there's a spring water test. If you're drinking well water, there's a well water test. If you're drinking tap water, don't drink tap water, <laughs> yeah. but you can test it. And Especially see everything in Phoenix. In so I always, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so bad. I had a patient that was telling me she was drinking the tap water and she lived in San Francisco. I'm like, oh no. Wow. So it was bad. You know, really so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, and she did my TAP score and the results were horrendous. <laughs> so, yes, I, I think there's, you know, a, a varying degree of investment when it comes to purifying yeah. your water. If you're doing a Brita, that is not purified, that is filtered. So purification is what we're looking for. Purification mm -hmm. is the key word. Filtered water from the refrigerator, yeah. not going to do it. So again, looking for some level of purification, there's a lot of evidence for distilled water. So you're, I mean, taking out all of the variables and just drinking distilled water, which you would want to remineralize. Yeah. Um, so we want to consider that as well. So you don't want to really starve the cells, yeah. really. You're, you can wind up dehydrating the cells if you're just drinking completely um, naked water, yeah. so to say. But I... Um, we sell um, purity hydro filters um, through my office, and that's a really good multi-step purification mm. process that remineralizes. So there's a lot of different options out there, reverse osmosis, distillation, but again, purification is the key yeah. word you want to look you for. You know, I, I'm not familiar with that system that you just mentioned. What's it called? Purity okay. hydro. And it's a, it's a remineralizing yeah. system? Correct. So it kind of takes everything out and then remineralizes. Hmm. Yeah, it's an under the sink. So you, it's, they change the filter maybe twice a year. It's uh, really a good, yeah. good system. Cool. I, I've struggled with that myself. Um, I, did I did the distilled thing for a long time and then I, I tried remineralizing <clears throat> and it just felt like, like I had these weird, like irregular heartbeats, like almost like, I don't know if the minerals, are, I don't want to name them because I don't want to get sued, but um, they're a brand yeah. that we all know. And um, so I just opted to go with spring water because I almost felt like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm unnaturally remineralizing this water and it's, my body's not liking it. So I think sometimes right. people have to be careful, um, you know, doing that. Not, not with the system Absolutely. that you have necessarily, I'm not saying that, but, um, you know. Yeah, no, you know what? Oh my gosh, and I just... I had a total, I'm going to take the new mom brain opt and say that it's actually pristine hydro. Not oh, okay. Hydro. Pristine, pristine hydro. hydro. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right. It's not rolling <laughs> off my tongue quite right. Yes. Pristine hydro. I do that like every day with just about everything I discuss. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I know. Like I said, mom brain, I'm going to take that excuse as well, long as I can. I'm not a new mom. So what's my excuse? It's morning yeah, there time. You go. I don't know. <laughs> we'll yeah, find there an you excuse. <laughs> um, talk about some other lifestyle modifications when you're dealing with patients with heart disease. Diet is obviously big. We talked about that already. Um, what other things do you encourage them to introduce or to remove from their lives? 
Yeah, so one thing is air quality. So we all know that smoking is bad for you because that's directly affecting your yeah. air quality. But there's, you know, even during, so during the summer with wildfires, there's a lot more heart attacks, a lot more instances of AFib, a lot happens when there's poor air quality. So we have to think if we're going outside, yes, we're at the will of the environment, but we have to consider our indoor air quality. Something we're, we're sleeping through the night and if we've got some water damage, so I see a lot of mold patients that are unbeknownst to them, mold patients. So a lot of AFib, high blood pressure, again, you have these circulating toxins that well, you breathe in the mold spore, once it gets into your body, it's submersed in essentially your a large glass of water that is now releasing these toxins. That gets into your bloodstream and it affects your vascular wow. system. So you have these circulating toxins that again, your body's constantly working to remove. But if, if you're working an uphill battle and you've already got you know poor diet, so it's kind of just one more layer that not everybody really thinks about. So air quality, absolutely, we have to consider um, other lifestyle modifications would be, even if you are eating, you know, a good healthy diet, is it mm -hmm. organic? Because there's a lot of very heavily sprayed produce, um, you know, fruits, vegetables, you name it. What you get is, could be, if it's covered in glyphosate, if it's covered in, which is yeah. an herbicide, but if it's covered in pesticides, they're meant to harm a living yeah. organism. We are living yeah. organisms. So we want to omit those from your diet as well. So really kind of cleaning up um, as best you can. And then, so like I said, eat well, live well, and think well. So if you're eating well, you're living well, that means you know, you're getting good quality sleep. And have you screened for sleep mm -hmm. apnea? That's a really major contributor to cardiovascular disease. Um, how is your stress, your stress management? Are you having chronic low-grade stress all the time that's sending you into the sympathetic mode yeah. all the time? So you've got chronic levels of you know, cortisol and adrenaline surging through your vascular system that will undoubtedly have its effects. Um, and then, so that's, you know, your eat well, live well, think well. If you can really kind of sift through what makes up under that umbrella it covers a lot of ground so that's your holistic approach to mm -hmm. heart disease yeah in a nutshell. it's it's interesting how you mentioned thinking well and just the whole mental mm -hmm. component to to wellness we had um dr patrick vickers on from the gerson clinic in um, baja mexico a couple mm -hmm. years ago and uh you know in one of the lectures i watched with him um you know he deals with mostly primarily terminal cancer patients and uh, one of the things he says to his patients is, is if you think a lot, you got to stop thinking. You know, you can't you can't be researching right. on the Internet when you're sick and you need to be resting from a terminal, potentially terminal illness. Um, you can't be on the Internet, you know, scouring health remedies and, and constantly you got to just take a break. And we've forgotten Absolutely. to do that. And I think that that drives up the chances of illness. Right. Certainly. Well, and it's like, you know, if you constantly are telling yourself that you are this diagnosis, you are this diagnosis, then you become the diagnosis, the diagnosis yeah. becomes you. But if you are just like, I mean, and mindfulness and just kind of a positive reinforcement to that mm -hmm. to yourself, if you're telling yourself, oh, this is just, I'm going to live with this. That's what my conventional doctor told me. I'm going to live with AFib unless I get this ablation. Well, no, if you flip the script and you say, no, I can change this on my own. You have to just seek out the right people and 
you know, conventional, unfortunately, is not going to yeah. get you there. But if you can seek out people like us at Natural Heart Doctor and other integrative medicine practitioners, naturopathic doctors that say, no, no, it's in your hands, put your health in your hands, then you really have that mentality of I can get better, I yeah. will get better. And that takes courage. And your outcomes improve yeah. exponentially. Oh, it, it takes does courage. Take courage. People are people are terrified to do that. Sometimes they get pushback from family members. Um, it causes divisions. People think you're nuts because you're going to a, you know, you know the mm-hmm. the bad the bad names they have for people oh, yeah. who think like us and doctors like you, oh, right? Yeah. Um, you know. Oh yeah, you're going yeah. to a quack for yeah. your heart disease. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. Which is. <laughs> It's just tragic because when you when you experience patient-centered care, um, and I haven't been to your clinic, but I know what you're all about, and I know so many docs mm-hmm. like you. Um, that's that's the route I want to take because, like you said, you take you take control of your own health. You're in the driver's seat. Um, you you have to make that conscious decision, and that's the first step to wellness. You're not going to get there conventionally. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people just don't wake up to that. And I I think that's tragic, you know. Exactly. Well, and we have to remember that cardiovascular disease is largely a disease of modern life. It's not, you know, in in Paleolithic and hundreds of years ago, even it's not just Paleolithic hundreds, not even thousands of years ago. There was not the amount of heart disease that we have seen since the 1950s. Enter the advent of more sugar, less fat, the advent of statin drugs. I mean, all of these things that we're trying to chase has not improved our outcomes when it comes to cardiovascular disease and mortality associated with that. So people weren't dropping dead from heart attacks and strokes hundreds of years ago. So we have to kind of step back and say, what were we doing different? We weren't spraying our foods like we are now. We, I mean, we were living outdoors. We were having a more natural lifestyle in conjunction with the natural world. Living in artificial light with rubber soles on our feet, it's just you know, really goes yep. against nature. So we have to get back to nature and get back to how our bodies really can help cure itself. We just got to yeah, get out of the way. Definitely. Hey, this is Mike C. And we want you to know that we only endorse products we truly believe in. We're an affiliate of best-selling author, Dr. Carolyn Dean's RNA Reset Products, home of the famous Remag Liquid Magnesium Supplement. So when you go to RNAreset.com and make any purchases using the coupon code NATURALMAN, we get a commission. So if you like what we do, this is one way you can support the Natural Man podcast. Make your purchase now at RNAreset.com using the coupon code NATURALMAN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, you said something that earlier that blew me away and I want to just come back to it. You mentioned air quality and, you know, things like molds, toxins in the air and incidents of AFib. I had no idea there was a connection mm-hmm. there. So there's a, you've seen a, a connection between those two? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, and we have tremendous results with it because if we find, okay, what is it that you, we'll, you know, start from, okay, 
what is your diet mm -hmm. and lifestyle like? All right, well, that's pretty good. What, and then we do some, you know, toxin testing, some nutrient testing. We kind of lay all the yeah. cards out and then we see significant levels of certain molds. Okay, well, then we got to see, all right, let's test your environment. So then we test the home and sure enough, there is some hidden mold. And, you know, us being in Arizona, people think, oh, no, it's a dry climate. There's yeah. no way there's mold. I see more mold in my patients here in Arizona than I even do in my wow. patients in Florida. So it's it, it hides from us. All you need is a little bit of trapped yeah. moisture and then you get some mold growth. But as soon as we work to clean that up and help detox the patients, detoxing the environment, the aphid really? goes away. So absolutely. So we kind of, we just really have to catch it early enough so that those electrical pathways that go into aphid are not cemented yeah. you know we have to really catch it early enough so that we can pull that out of the works and then get back into normal sinus rhythm and you know again get yeah. out of our own way that's fascinating so so how do you guys mm -hmm. facilitate patients checking their homes for mold so the first step i have my i test my patients for mold and i usually do a urinary okay. test for that if that comes up positive then we do um an ermi test I, there's a i think there's a lot of back and forth on whether Ermi is yeah. the best or not the best, but it's a quick and easy, it's a, like a Swiffer test. So it's literally like a Swiffer rag. You collect a bunch of dust mm -hmm. in your home and then you send it and then it's a genetic test on the okay. dust from mm -hmm. your home. So it says, all right, what is the genetic component in the dust? Are there these mold spores and what kind are they and, and what amount? So it, your Ermi is your environmental relative mold index. Okay. So relative to anywhere else because planet earth is not sterile there is mold everywhere yeah. but relative to what is what is safe right so if this is your indoor air quality is this a safe amount of mold to have in the home um and from there then we can say all right if you know scores are above or below certain certain thresholds and depending on you know how the patient's experience is then we would say all right let's bring in a mold inspector now and really say all right it's in my body, mm -hmm. here's my urine test. It's in my dust. Now you just have to find it because it is here. And then we work on the remediation because people will just jump to doing some level of mold detox and that's not going to do any good when you're still living in a moldy environment. So yeah. you gotta clean the tank if you're gonna help the fish heal, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's involved in a mold detox? So we want to kind of do a, a number of things really so it's a, you want to get some some encouragement from releasing these things from the cells and then mm -hmm. encouraging release from the amunctory so you want to support kidney liver colon skin so you want to support all of these amunctories in releasing and detoxing um, you want to work on binding these things up. So there's any number of binders out there. Some are better than others, mm -hmm. um, like um, charcoal or um, bentonite clay or humic and fulvic acids. Um, so there's any number of different binders, depending on what you're working to bind up. Yeah. Um, and then also we want to re support the cellular structure. So I think phospholipids are very important in that. Um, and Butyrate is another component that's really helpful in uh, mold detoxification wow. as well. Um, so tell me, I have a feeling I know the answer to this already because I know <laughs> I know what you're all about. Um, statin drugs. 
What are your thoughts on statins? Not, not a fan? Why not? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. So, I mean, your liver has been told to make some level of cholesterol. A statin will undoubtedly lower that cholesterol. But again, every single cell in your body needs cholesterol particles. They need LDL, you need HDL. So just suppressing the manufacturing of it is not going to help your cardiovascular right. outcome. Statin drugs really don't save lives. There's been a number of studies that have shown that primary prevention decrease with patients on statins decreased risk of mortality is 0.2 percent so it's and then you're again you're kind of robbing your cells particularly your Mm -hmm. brain of all of these beneficial particles so poor side effects poor outcomes as statin drug is just not the option that we're looking for statin drugs do not prevent the plaque buildup because it doesn't prevent the inflammation and the oxidative stress. So we have to really get to what's causing the plaque accumulation, what's causing cardiovascular disease, what's causing and contributing to your risk of heart attack and stroke to begin with. I I heard one cardiologist once at a lecture say, um, you know, the the healthy cholesterol range is zero to 99. And he said, I've never seen, uh, he was being sarcastic. He said, I've never seen anything that could live with a zero cholesterol number. Like, like it's essential, right? Yeah, exactly. like it's, it's absurd. It's absolutely How's that a healthy essential. range, right? Yeah. Uh, five's probably not a healthy there, range. No. Right? Well, anything under 160 has been shown to be really, really bad as well as over uh-huh. 260. So there is a sweet yeah. spot. Um, but really what we want to do is, you know, assess the particles. So are these oxidized LDL particles? Mm-hmm. Are these small, dense LDL particles? Um, do you have a genetic component to make an abundance of lipoprotein little a? So we have to assess what these particles yeah. are and assess their risk. And then again, we have to assess what is the, what is the arterial wall yeah. look like? Are, is there a bunch of inflammation within the arterial wall that's going to be attracting and accumulating these small dense yeah. particles or these oxidized particles or the lipoprotein little a? So we have to look at it multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just saying, oh, you've got an abundance of these things, here's a statin to suppress all of that. And with suppressing cholesterol manufacturing, you suppress the manufacturing of CoQ10. So there's a lot of benefit to what is made by the liver and just throwing a governor on that does not improve outcomes. It's funny that you mentioned CoQ10 because um, years and years ago I was on a beta blocker and, I mean, this is before I was on this you know, wellness journey that I'm on now that we're all on now. Um, and I took it for about a year and a half and I just noticed my uh, PVCs were increasing premature ventricular contractions. And, um, my wife was like, you should try a naturopath. And like, I didn't even know what a naturopath was. I think I had to go look it up. (laughs) This is how long ago that was. Google. Yeah. What (laughs) What is is a natural? I never heard of it. I never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. And, um, I don't know where she heard of it, but she was more on it than me. And, um, long story short, she put me on CoQ10, this naturopath for two weeks Mm -hmm. and the PVCs like vanished, the premature ventricular contractions vanished. And I, my only hypothesis could be that the beta blockers blocked those CoQ10, CoQ10 pathways. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really important for the heart and for the mitochondrial function yeah. of the heart. Um, 
So really an, an awesome supplement, but again, we can't be on a statin because yeah. it suppresses that. So I would, I would really encourage anybody that is on a statin or if you have got a loved one that is on a statin to yeah. reconsider. Do you um, notice a decline in CoQ10 levels as people age? Yeah, I do actually. Um, so I do a lot of micronutrient testing in mm -hmm. all of my patients. And, you know, if you are, depending on what your heart function is, so if you are, your heart function and your liver function really come into play here. And you would see lower levels if you have um, burden on either yeah. of those systems. Um, as far as, uh, you know, ejection fraction, which, um, can you explain what that is, first of all, for people? Um, what is that? That's the output of the heart, right? That's the output of your left okay. ventricle. So your left ventricle going into your aorta. So out to the periphery goes your left ventricular ejection fraction. So it's with each pump of the heart, with each pump of the left mm -hmm. ventricle out to the aorta, what percentage of the amount of that blood is getting ejected? Um, we're looking for anywhere from like a 50 to 65% mm -hmm. range. Um, and there's a number of different disease states that can hinder or even increase that, which is, again, you know, there's a sweet yeah. spot. So we want to look for an optimal range. Um, and there's any number of things that can hinder Why well, didn't know there was a sweet spot? So it can be too high also? Wow. Oh, what yeah. causes that? Yeah. So hypertrophy. So if your heart muscle has enlarged and it's, pumping too much yeah. blood out, then we, we, we do want some residual left in that left ventricular Interesting. chamber. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, do you see ejection fraction waning as people age? Is that a, is that a common form of aging or can it stay I've, good? I, yeah. I mean, it really depends on the individual and it can decrease just as we age because if we think about, you know, if, if, we have like large fish swimming around mm -hmm. in the ocean. They've, these large game fish have been swimming around for a longer period of time, so they've had more time to accumulate toxic metals and microplastics mm -hmm. and poisons. The same goes for us as we age. We've been swimming around in the toxic soup yeah. that is yeah. our environment. So that can sort of hinder our cardiac function. Um, some come earlier though than others. I've had patients as young as 30 with an ejection fraction as low as 15%. You're kidding. Um, wow. Yeah, and that's, uh, you can imagine, really, really hard to yeah. get around and have enough energy to get through your day when your ejection fraction is that low. Um, his has come significantly back up. He's back up in his awesome. 50s now. So we really just have to support cardiac function. Um, and there is, you know, diet and lifestyle things first and foremost, but also really supplementation can yeah. help as well. That's a huge turnaround. Wow, 15 up to 50? Oh, so yeah. like you you guys oh, yeah. healed this person, <laughs> sounds like. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, so he, he had um, early onset congestive heart failure and was just feeling really, really lousy. Um, and we've worked very, I, I've worked very closely with him for a mm -hmm. number of years now. And um, So congestive well. heart failure is reversible in some cases. It is, yeah. I mean, it's certainly manageable, and just being slapped on Entresto is not the only mm -hmm. option. So, you know, again, it's one of those things where patients are not given a whole lot of options when they go to conventional yeah. cardiology, and they 
feel really let down and hopeless because they don't right. feel good and the entresto is not really improving their outcome. And so we, we give them more options. We give them, you know, some instructions and a lot of it, you know, we have to work, like I said, very closely with them. So there's myself and health coaching and, you know, a lot of support that comes in the mix. Um, but these patients wind up doing much, much yeah. better. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, you guys have such an amazing reputation in the Phoenix area, the different doctors and the circles I talk with people. Like I've never, I've never heard a bad Good. thing about either of you two. And, uh, it's... We'll talk to a conventional cardiologist, <laughs> and then you might. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking to those guys. <laughs> I know, no, no, that yeah, no, we we do try to maintain a really good reputation mm-hmm. um, locally yeah. and otherwise. No, that's amazing. Um, um, talk about some other nutritional supplements that can help us maintain our heart health as we age. Is are, you mentioned CoQ10? Is is there other things that mm-hmm. people can take? I know every situation's different, but is there anything that can work with us preventatively? Yeah, of course, every, everybody's yeah. a little bit different, but there are some staples that can, you know, certainly support cardiac function. Um, I would definitely start first and foremost with mm-hmm. magnesium. Um, very easily depleted, especially with, you know, a high stress lifestyle, you're going to really burn through yeah. magnesium. And magnesium is absolutely essential for cardiac function, for skeletal muscle function, for smooth muscle mm-hmm. muscle function within the vascular system, so a lot of high blood pressure patients, you could get on magnesium and hey, your skeletal, your smooth muscle within your arterial wall is suddenly now able to relax yeah. um, and your blood pressure comes down. Um, you, so magnesium is a really, really solid option. We carry one called Magna 5 that has five forms of magnesium, so some's better absorbed by different systems in the body. So I really yeah. recommend that. You know, um, magnesium saved my life, right? Like literally. Yeah. I, I, um, I had, I had crazy, um, I dealt with, um, ventricular, um, ventricular arrhythmia, um, ventricular tachycardia. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And it, it was something mm-hmm. I battled for a few years. I'd go into periods where it was sustained for like eight hours, which it's, it's amazing oh, that gosh. I'm here. And, um, yeah, and the thing that rescued me was I took high dose. I was so depleted in magnesium and sorry for the listeners out there. Cause I've shared this story multiple times. So, um, don't mean to put everybody to sleep, but it's just such an amazing experience that I, I can't help yeah. but talk about it. Um, I was on high dose magnesium for almost, almost three years taking upwards of a thousand milligrams a day of like the high absorption stuff. I was taking mag glycinate and, and, um, it only after about a three year period, I noticed I was taking too much. I was starting to have like symptoms, you know, it was kind of throwing off even my, 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 uh, my heart rhythm and stuff. And it was like almost like an overdose thing. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I took it back and I, I take a much lower dose. Yeah. I met my threshold, but look at that. It took me almost three Mm -hmm. years to replete myself. Oh, Do you yeah. see that with patients with magnesium? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I think that I, I see people that are like, you know, I've always needed to take this much, but now I'm having loose bowels mm-hmm. and this and that. So yes, there is, you, you can replete it. If it. As long as you're on a good yeah. magnesium, then you can replete it. If it's not getting properly absorbed, then it's going to take a whole heck of a lot longer to get to right. that point. But um, definitely really consider magnesium. Honestly, if you're not on it, you yeah. probably really should be. Um, 
but also so like acetyl L-carnitine is really great for cardiac mm -hmm. function. Um, so we really want to consider the fact that your heart muscle is the most dense location of mitochondria in your body because your heart is pumping and beating all yeah. day long, yeah. right? So it takes a lot of energy to keep that tissue yeah. in motion. Um, and so we have to kind of support the the muscular tissue. Acetyl-L-carnitine is a really great way of mobilizing fatty stores to get that um, energetic currency mm -hmm. moving. Um, D-ribose is a consideration um, mm -hmm. as well. Let's see. And then I would say it really kind of varies yeah. from there, but a lot of people can benefit from omega-3s. I would really just encourage, even if you don't want to take a fish oil, get more seafood yeah. on your plate. So you just get the benefit of all of those omega-3 fatty acids that are really anti-inflammatory um, and so beneficial for so many systems in the body. Um, so getting more seafood on your plates at least three times yeah. a week of a good fatty fish, wild-caught is a good Yeah, do you find there. that people who consume wild-caught like, you know, salmon, sardines, those, uh, the fatty fish, you know, the smaller fish, that the, the non, the non, mm -hmm. the fish that don't eat other fish, yeah. do you find that, yeah, exactly. do you find that um, mercury levels are normal in those people when they do the wild caught? Oh, yeah, absolutely, really? absolutely, yeah. Because again, I test micronutrient and I test the toxins on all of my patients and it really, I can see that their omega-3 acids are at mm -hmm. a great level um, and their mercury uh, and their microplastics really. So we do, there's plastics that we do on the toxin mm -hmm. testing as well and those are all very much within range. So, you know, food as a supplement, so, We've got now um, what's called the whole fish, which is if you're not going to eat sardines, we have freeze dried and encapsulated the whole sardine really? for you. Um, wild salmon roe. It's the only product in the world like it, but wild Alaskan salmon roe, the eggs of the salmon. So again, if a chicken egg is a superfood, you can imagine what a wild Alaskan salmon wow. egg can do for your health. And so we have that mm -hmm. encapsulated. Um, and really like nature's multivitamin is uh, pasture-raised American bison liver and heart. That's our kickstart my heart, which not a lot of people I know are eating those foods. Again, it's great if you can get yeah. it on your plate, but if you're not doing that, you know, liver and heart tissue serve all of the B vitamins, the fat soluble vitamins, the minerals, the trace minerals, the CoQ10, you get a lot of benefit from ingesting those mm -hmm. tissues from a really good quality source. So that's where we can get those encapsulated yeah. and um, I've got a lot of patients with a lot of success on those and what are alone. those called? That's wild, the, the, the fish eggs? Kickstart okay. my heart, yeah, so kickstart my heart is the grass-fed bison mm -hmm. liver and heart and then wild salmon roe is our wild Alaskan salmon roe, again, freeze-dried and mm -hmm. encapsulated and then the whole fish is the um, sardines that have been freeze-dried and That's encapsulated. Wild. And all, I mean, really, really properly sourced, so you don't have to worry yeah. about that. Um, we do third-party testing, so we do test for mercury and microplastics. Um, so, again, if you're not getting those on your plate, then we do have options. Because I can't tell you, I tell patients, eat seafood at least yeah. three times a week, and they're like, I just don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Then we bring yeah, in some supplements. That, that's great. Um, can you send me a link to that mm -hmm. so I can put it in the show notes? Okay, absolutely. awesome. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No um, do you have any experience with taurine? at all for heart health? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so, so I think people may know the 
taurine is actually in Red Bull, right? So they right. add taurine to Red Bull to kind of like calm you down because they jack you up on a <laughs> bunch of caffeine. So taurine is actually this antioxidant amino acid that is really helpful in kind of this calming aspect um, that is beneficial for cardiac tissue as well. So I think that that's a, a good supplement to consider. I've had a lot of patients really do come in on really high doses of it, and I don't find that that's um, any more beneficial than um, just kind of like yeah. a moderate dose. But we've got a couple of supplements that I have a bunch of our patients on um, that has just a little bit in there. So one is the a vessel support, which is a nitric oxide inducing mm -hmm. powder. Um, so arginine, citrulline, but then it has the taurine in there as well. Um, so that's really helpful. Um, and then also in our relax powder, so that again, kind of that good kind of calm yeah. feeling as well. Um, you mentioned, uh, I want to just circle back to something you mentioned before. You said that you have some some uh, freeze-dried bison bison products. Um, what's your response to people who say red meat increases your chance of sickness, cancer, heart disease? We hear that a lot. What What's your reply to that? My reply would be, is it commercially raised right. beef? Because talk about inflammatory tissue. If you're getting most of your diet from conventionally raised American mm -hmm. beef, then you're probably ingesting a good amount of inflammatory particles. These animals have been living in a high stress situation their yeah. entire life. No exposure to the outdoors, if any. Um, eating a species inappropriate diet full of, and then they were sent to a slaughterhouse, so then they have this surge of cortisol and mm -hmm. adrenaline, and that's what's released into the tissues. So high in omega-6s, high in inflammatory, chemicals, hormones, yeah. you name it. And then that's what we're ingesting. So we are what we eat and we are what, what we eat. Right. Eight. So we have to really kind of break that down. What is the sourcing of the red meat? The components of grass-fed, grass-finished meat is completely different. It's like a completely mm -hmm. different food than conventionally raised yeah. red meat. Yeah. Um so support the guys out there. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yes, the uh, the sustainable mm -hmm. farmers out there. We uh, hats off exactly. to you guys for what yeah, you do and giving us good food. Um, I'm a, right, and I know that it's not an easy job, and they're up against you know a lot of yeah. pushback on that. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, I've I've been on a few organic farms myself, and and some of the uh, some of the things they deal with just keeping pests away and stuff. It's a lot harder. Sometimes they don't they don't grow as much oh, yeah. fruit. You know. Um, you know, it, mm -hmm. it's the industrialized way is yields better results, but uh, we always have to give them praise for the extra work they put in to try to make real food for us. Um, yeah, totally in right. agreement. Yeah, we have to vote with yeah. our dollars. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think of sunlight exposure? Does that contribute to heart health? And what's your experience with that? Absolutely. I know you're a fan. That's why I'm absolutely. asking you. And I'm a fan too. But of tell course. Me about it. I mean, nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is what allows your blood vessels to relax and mm -hmm. expand. Um, and it's absolutely essential. Um, nitric oxide is increased by sunlight. If we can get outside, I mean, if you're going outside, I would say if you can ground mm -hmm. for a little while, that really helps that negative mm -hmm. charge. Like I mentioned earlier, that negative charge lining the arterial wall. So get outside and ground. Um, 
but sunlight will hit your retina and have this whole cascade of hormone effect downstream. So you get outside within the first hour of waking, you get this nice morning sunlight hitting your retina. You have a hormone cascade that increases your cortisol. So you feel, mm-hmm. feel more alert, more, you know, more sharp. And then if you can get back outside at sunset and you get this different color, this different hues hitting your retina, then you have a different hormone cascade that increases your surges of melatonin. So mm-hmm. you sleep better. So it really encourages a better sleep-wake cycle and your sleep is really critical for cardiac health as well. So uh, really a couple different ways in which your um, sunlight can improve your cardiac oh, that's health. awesome. Um, Dr. Lauren, we're out of time, but uh, this was a lot of fun and I'm so glad you came back and uh, definitely hope you come back and hang out with us again because I, I love My what pleasure. you add and it's, yeah, it's just absolutely. fun talking to you. I, well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always always a good time yeah, chatting for with sure. you, Mike. Well, thanks for, thanks for being here. How can people find you? So I am, you can find my, our, our business website is naturalheartdoctor.com. I'm on Instagram at drlatanza, L-A-T-T-A-N-Z-A, mm-hmm. and also at naturalheartdoctor. Um, I'm in, if you're in Scottsdale, come stop by our office. So we've got a nice... Um, kind of we have uh, some in-office events we just had one last night talking about stress and its effect on heart health so we do a lot of um, community events cool. here as well we're on scottsdale oh okay are those events free or are they on eventbrite or absolutely okay. free yeah we give out some cardiology coffee so everybody got a low uh non-toxic mold tested bag of coffee nice. to go home with last night we do drawings so a couple people won some ivs wow um so yeah really yeah totally free event so just wanting to get some more education out awesome. to the public. Well, thanks, Lauren. We'll definitely include that in the show notes. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And that'll do it for this edition of the Natural Man Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you check us out on Fountain and send us some sats. If you're one of those Bitcoiners, we're on there and we're streaming. And uh, we appreciate you guys. I'm Mike C. Until next time, stay healthy. The Natural Man Podcast. Check us out. Naturalmanpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. 
Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.